All right, guys, today I am recording solo, um, not interviewing anyone today, and I want to expand on something that I put out on my Facebook group, uh, which is called You Can Be Fit. If you want to join that group, search You Can Be Fit on Facebook and then request to be added, and I'd be happy to add you to the group. Um, the group is something that I created during COVID-19 quarantine in hopes to encourage people, and I just put up videos, uh, I put out information, um, just share my passion, my knowledge with people in hopes that it encourages them and inspires them to work out and eat better. So if you do want to be added to that group, just search You Can Be Fit on Facebook and then uh, request to be added and I'd be happy to add you. So on that page, um, I shared you know a very short video, which is kind of what I typically do. It was two minutes long. And I heard a, I heard a podcast um, the, that morning, I think, while I was working out. And the, it was a leadership podcast by Craig Groeschel. And it was a fantastic um, podcast. But what it talked about is actually sharing four enemies of progress um, when you're leading, guiding an organization. And three of those things really stood out to me. And I think they apply to your fitness journey. And so what I want to do today is really expand on those three things. And what I'll do right now is I'll list all three of them first, and then I'll kind of dive into each one of them. So three enemies of progress in your fitness journey. Number one, unnecessary complexity. Number two, unscalable progress. Or I'm sorry, unscalable process. And number three, unhealthy mindset. So let's start with number one, unnecessary complexity. So the best way I'll introduce this one is take you back uh, at least 17 years um, when I really would say that I began eating healthier. Um, my fitness journey started 20 years ago, and I would say for the first two or three years of that, I really didn't pay a lot of attention to what I was eating. Um, I focused on exercise. You know, I ran a little bit, um, did a little bit of weights, and really didn't pay too much attention to nutrition. And then I'll say that for about three years, I dove about as deep into the nutrition rabbit hole as you can go. Um, so much that I actually wanted to go back to school. I graduated from AM. I got a degree in sport management. And I, I really wanted to become a registered dietitian. I felt like what I had learned over the course of those three years for me personally was life changing. I like to look at that as like a period of brainwashing myself so much that now, because of what I learned during those three years, I just, um, you know, I know the consequences of eating unhealthy so much that it really challenges me to do it. So it's really hard for me to eat unhealthy because I know what's happening um, inside of my body. And and so what I want to do right now is, you know, now that I'm 17 years into what I'll say is really diving into that nutrition and learning what it means to me, it's almost like I think some people, they very much unnecessarily complicate healthy eating. Um, and, and here I am at 38 years old, 
telling you that if we really want to simplify eating healthy, we don't need to eat too much, right? That's that's a very important thing is, is overeating is not good for you. And it doesn't matter... Um, you know, how fast your metabolism, uh, it doesn't matter uh, how much you work out, doesn't matter if you don't work out, but but just not eating too much um, and really coming back to, you know, just things that we all know, which is common sense, is eat single ingredient whole foods. And so eating those whole foods, eating foods that would spoil if you kept them you know, out, you know, like produce or vegetables, even in your refrigerator, chicken, um, things that, you know, would probably spoil within a week, maybe two weeks, some things might last. That's the best foods to eat. The things that you could store in your refrigerator or your pantry for months, and they would still taste exactly like the day you bought them are the things that we want to avoid. And so, you know, if we really want to simplify nutrition, it's don't eat too much and eat whole foods, right? So eat clean, eat single ingredient foods. Does that mean 100% of the time? No. I think, you know, within reason, I had a conversation this morning uh, with someone who's a member at the gym and is going to not be able to work out for a period of time. And and really what I did was I, I told her for about 30 days, I wanted to kind of guide her along some healthier eating habits. And one of the things I told her is I said, look, for four days, I want you to stick to this really clean. And I gave her exactly what she needed to do. And then I said, for one day, don't even think about it, but don't overdo it. And so I think within reason, and again, that conversation was specifically for her. Um, If you're listening to this, I don't know if, you know, me giving you those guidelines would be good for you because I I know this person's uh, discipline. I know her work ethic. I know, you know, what's happening in her life, what's going on. And I really felt like for her, that was a really good approach. Um, for some people, it would almost be like, hey, I want you to stick to this plan for, you know, 10 days. And then on the 11th day, don't even track and, and let loose a little bit. Or for other people, it might be one day on, one day off, one day on, one day off. It just, it really depends where you're at. Um, but what I really think people get caught up in is the unnecessary complication of nutrition. So many people right now, they, and I was guilty of this. I thought people needed more information. My thought was if I educate people, they're going to eat right. So for my you know, first, I would say five years as a personal trainer, so from 2003 to 2008, I had put together this 17-page packet that really explained nutrition thoroughly. And I thought that's what people needed information. And I would send somebody home with the packet. I'd I'd spend an hour and a half to two hours just pouring my heart and soul and every bit of information that I could pour into them to educate them. They would take that information and they probably would do it for three to five days. And then what would happen is life, right? That yes, they were inspired maybe for you know, three to five days, but life hits immediately. And what I found was it's not information that people need, right? It's not really, I mean, if we're honest, what you need, what people need, what we all need is accountability. They need somebody checking in on them. So take, for example, the very simple guidance that I gave this 
young lady earlier. Hey, for four days, do this. One day, don't track, but don't go crazy. That's information. That's the initial, but it's very simple. It was very easy. It you know, didn't take a long time. It definitely didn't take an hour and a half to two hours, which is what I used to think people needed to understand nutrition. And what she really needs is for somebody to text her, right, within a few days and saying, hey, did you do it? <laughs> did you stick to that for those first couple of days, three days? And then on that one day that she was supposed to, hey, how did that go? How'd you feel? That's really what people need is they need accountability. But what, what most people try to do is get more information and, and then overcomplicate it. And so many diets are birthed from knowing that you want information. They know that that's what you think is going to help you, but that's not necessarily true. So the reason I think this is an enemy of your progress is because what's going to happen is you're going to learn this new diet, spend way too much time adding it up, figuring it out, doing math, reading books, watching videos, and you're only going to do it for a short period of time. It's not, it's, you're going to do it as long as you uh, are inspired to do it, which is short-lived. Not everyone has unlimited inspiration. What you really need is accountability. So what you really need is a simple plan, something that's easy to follow, that doesn't require you to pull out a calculator or sometimes for some people it shouldn't require you to do much more than just eat and then the accountability is what you really need so unnecessary complexity is definitely an enemy of progress for you in your fitness journey so if you can take any one thing away from this is don't overcomplicate your meal plan and that goes for the workout too don't overcomplicate it like depending on where you are right now Maybe you are wanting to start exercising and you haven't worked out in three years. Just go for a walk and then, you know, go for a little bit of a run and recover on a walk. If I look back 20 years ago when I started my fitness journey, I was 242 pounds. I was not happy with where I was, physically unhealthy, measured two miles in my neighborhood, and I went out for what I'll forever remember as the hardest two-mile run I've ever attempted. And I say attempted because I didn't even finish it. I walked most of it. But I ran a little bit, walked a little bit. Ran a little bit, walked a little bit. I didn't go and overcomplicate my workout program. I was barely getting started. I had very little motivation. And so um, make sure that Probably if you're going to look for something, instead of looking for something something that's overly complex, find somebody to hold you accountable. That is what you really need, not information, not the you know longest workout plan that's out there. You don't need to overly pay for a meal plan right out the gate. Accountability is really what you need. So if you are going to like our six-week challenge, I think the biggest value in our six-week challenge is we will hold you accountable is you have an assigned nutrition coach. Yes, there's a meal plan. Yes, there's a specific guidance on how to eat. But anyone who's done the six-week challenge will tell you it's very simple to follow. Where we provide the value is in the accountability. You're coming in every two weeks. You're getting on the in-body scan 
finding out how much body fat you're losing, making sure you're, that's going in the right direction. Your nutrition coach is texting you every day, seeing how you're doing, asking if you have questions. That's where the value is. So if you subscribe to a meal plan that's way too complicated and you feel like you have to, you know, even to a certain degree, weigh and measure your food and enter everything, it's probably too complex. Um, So simplify it. And again, going back to the very beginning, two things, right? Don't overeat and eat whole foods. Okay, number two, this is the second enemy of progress in your fitness journey. Number two is an unscalable process. So what do I what do I mean by that? If you are progressing in running, for example, at a rate that is not going to get you um, to the distance that you want to run in a healthy, safe manner, it's unscalable. In other words, if you sign up today for a marathon in a month and you have not ran in 10 years, that's not a very good scalable process. What would be better is to assess where you are today and then create a process that's going to get you there over a healthy period of time. And so often when we do meal plans and we do exercise programs is we start creating these plans that are not scalable, that aren't, and and another way to say this is sustainable. You will make progress. 100% if you do this, if you embark on this fitness journey, you will make progress. And I am all about progress. I'm all about you being a better version of you over time. But when you make a process that is unscalable. When you, for example, have not worked out in 10 years like we were saying before, and then you come out and you want to start working out every day, and I understand you know, w- there's times and seasons when we have moments in our life when we're motivated, we're excited. Maybe it's January 1st. Maybe you know, our, our son or our daughter is getting married. Maybe um, you know, we're in a wedding or, or something like that. Then you start saying, well, I got to get ready. And so you start coming out full throttle. Well, if that's not sustainable, you're probably going to be someone who goes really hard for a period of time and then quits entirely. You know, when I go look back 20 years ago and I started out with that two-mile run, what I did is I, I did that and then I rested a couple days and then tried it again, rested a couple days and tried it again. And for the next three months, I was just doing that and nothing else three times a week. The only nutritional change that I made in that first three, four months was I cut soft drinks out. And that was huge because I was probably drinking five to six Cokes a day. And so for me, I and I didn't think about it back then like this, but if I look and assess now, I was creating a very scalable process. In other words, just attempting to run, and I wouldn't even call it running because I was walking most of the time, two miles, three times a week, and cutting soft drinks out was exactly what I needed to do. So much that I lost 40 pounds from February to May. That blew my mind. 
I mean, I couldn't even believe what happened. I, I, you know, I remember graduation was the end of May. This was my senior year of high school. And I remember just feeling so much healthier and feeling really good. Um, just having lost that weight in my body. Yes, I was 18 and that, you know, age is not a good excuse. So, you know, for anybody listening who says, oh, well, I'm 35 or 45 or 55, that's not a good excuse because I still believe that, you know, it, it's possible at any age. Um, it, it, regardless, yes, at 18, your body may respond quicker a little bit, but I promise you anybody who sticks to three months of running or attempting to run three times a week, two miles and cuts soft drinks out, if they're a heavy soft drinker, they're going to lose weight. Their body's going to respond well. But the point that I want to prove is, you know, the way that I work out today at 38 years old looks nothing like the way that I worked out at 18 or the way that I ate. And I really didn't start drastically changing eating habits until I was 21. And so it's, you know, another way to look at number two, which is, you know, the enemy of progress in your fitness journey is an unscalable process is just first and foremost, accept that it's going to take a long time that it's gonna take way longer than you, one, want it to, or two, feel like doing it. And accept that. Just accept, like this is, you know, this is going to take the rest of my life. Eating healthy, exercising, becoming healthy, becoming fit is gonna take the rest of my life. Don't set a deadline, because what happens is when you achieve whatever that milestone is, it doesn't end. Maintaining your health and fitness is just as hard, if not harder, than going from zero to that point. And so my encouragement here, and I, I would say that my, my point in, in addressing this is don't create something early on to, that, that sets you up for failure. I'm all about you making progress, and I'm all about you even you know coming to the gym maybe you're brand new maybe you start going to the gym every day but be realistic maybe it's just stretching in the beginning and walking and a little bit of weights right and and you know for me i have to move every day i, ha- I have to work out i, I do rest on sundays um uh, but if i don't work out like my i, I tell people it's kind of like my pill every single day i have to i have to work out it's my it's my pill for life. And so when I take that pill, it just makes life right again. And so um, for me at this stage in my life, a workout every day is absolutely necessary. I also feel that way about eating. Um, I have to eat healthy. Uh, you know, I, I don't eat unhealthy very often, if at all. And for me, that is where I am now at 38. But if I go back 20 years, if I go back 15 years, it wasn't nearly what it is today. Give yourself that time. And so many people want to start way ahead and they want to get to where somebody would be 20 years into their journey on day one and accept that you want to create a process that is scalable, that you can maintain, right? And and just be realistic. Uh, And that's where a coach comes in so handy. Having somebody who's guiding you along and helping you in that is essential. Um, Okay, last one, number three. So third enemy of progress in your fitness journey is an unhealthy mindset. And this right here 
is by far the most toxic um, voice, the most, uh, the the biggest enemy of a, of your progress in a fitness journey, and it's you. Um, it's the voice that tells you you can't. It's the voice that tells you um, that you uh, you're gonna fail. It's the voice that questions why you're trying because you have failed so many times in the past. Um, it's it's also the voice that encourages you to not work out. The voice that encourages you to eat unhealthy. Um, the voice that is also um, just highlighting all your failures. And this voice isn't just talking to you about your fitness. It's talking to you about a lot of areas of your life. But specifically here, um, you know, and I hear that voice. So just know that. Like, I don't think that voice ever completely goes away. Um, I'm 20 years into my fitness journey. And trust me, I hear that voice sometimes when I don't feel like working out. And that voice is telling me to uh, take a rest day or to not work out. And here's the thing that for me, I've got 20 years of positive affirmation that is reminding me of the value of exercise, the value of eating right. And the only way to train the other voice, right? So you know, we're in an unhealthy mindset. We're really talking about basically imagine one voice on one side of your head telling you all the you know negative uh, things about you. And then you have this other voice on the other side that's basically telling you you can, that's telling you um, it believes in you, that's telling you um, you can do it. And here's the interesting thing. As humans, we have to have moments of accomplishment to hear the positive voice. The less moments of accomplishment that you have in your life, the less likely you are alone to be able to hear that positive voice. That's why having community is so important, right? Like that's why being a part of a, a gym family or a group of friends, or having a workout partner, because they're they're that they're that voice for you. But in order for you to hear that voice yourself, it's going to require you to have moments of accomplishment. So for me, I you know I wrote a book. Um, it's called You Can Be Fit. And in the book, I talk about the $60,000 hour. And what I mean by that is, imagine if for 60 minutes, somebody was paying you $1,000 a minute to exercise. I mean, if that was the deal, I promise you we would have way more people. I mean, people would be working out for two to five five hours a day. But that's what happens, right? It's it's not monetary. It's not money. But you are getting paid. It's like a slot machine that keeps on paying you. And what I call that, the payout, is not money, but it's the feeling of accomplishment. So when you actually finish a workout, there's something that you can't falsely create. You can't lay around in your bed or in the couch and create this feeling. And it's a feeling. And if you work out, you know what feeling I'm talking about. It's the feeling you get when you finish the workout. 
It might come to you right away. It might come to you when you get to your car. It might come to you when you finish your run, you're walking in. But it's that feeling of accomplishment. It's almost like the equivalent of patting yourself on the back. And every time you get that feeling, it's your payout, right? It's, it's ultimately what's going to keep you coming back. It's, you know, and after 20 years of working out, if you take that, I mean, I know for a fact I've worked out at least 350 days each of those years times 20. I mean, we're talking about 27,000 pats on my back that I've given myself. So that voice, I'm sorry, 2,700 that voice is very loud for me. That voice, actually it is 27,000. That voice is reminding me of how important it is for me to eat right, of how important it is for me to exercise. So it's almost drowning out the negative voice. And yes, again, I hear it occasionally, but (laughs) it's almost like it's telling the other voice to shut up because it's like, hey, you know, I know you're trying to talk Charlie out of working out today, but he knows and I know that he's going to work out because he loves it and basically he knows he'll feel better. And when you have that positive voice, putting that negative voice in its place, that is when you start getting a healthy mindset. And so, yes, there, that's, you know, maybe you followed along in, in this process of me explaining that. Um, but if you didn't, I would encourage you, the, fir- the best thing you can do, if you don't hear a positive voice at all, it's because you don't have anyone in your life who's speaking positively into you. And you really need to surround yourself with those people that you need people in your life that when you are full of the negative voices, right? When you have a very unhealthy mindset, that's when you need to latch on to friends. That's when you need to latch on to family. That's when you need to, number one, communicate that to another person. Maybe you have a close friend and say, hey, I just want you to know, like, I really am trying to try to this, do this workout thing, but like, I don't believe in myself, you know, and, and again, it's not audible. You're not going to hear these voices out loud, you know, um, it, it's a lot like I, like, you know, I've never heard God audibly speak to me, but I hear his voice. And, you know, one of the things that I love about scripture, you know, so many people say, well, I wish I could just hear God speak to me and tell me what to do. Well, God gave us his word, right? So his word is the Bible. And therefore, if you read the Bible, he's speaking to you. And it's amazing how in my life as I've, you know, started committing to reading his word, it's like how so much of his scripture will speak to exactly what I need. Um, And so I am hearing audibly, technically through his word in reading form. And and it's the same here. It's like, but sometimes it's not in, in, in reading the Bible. It's just in uh, the feeling I get in, in, in my spirit, right? And that's a lot of how your negative voices come in. It's more so these, these feelings, right? These feelings of depression, these feelings of, of failure. And those are, not, those are not healthy feelings. Those aren't good things. Those transfer into your head and they basically lead you to poor decisions. And in this case, it would be eating something that you shouldn't eat, which is ultimately going to make you feel worse and it's not going to help your problem or not working out, which at the same time is also not going to help your problem because I promise you something magical happens when you exercise. Yes, you're going to get that feeling of accomplishment, but physiologically, and yes, science has shown this, right, with hormones um, that, that your body extracts and that you produce through, through exercise, 
Sometimes they'll call it for runners, like the runner's high. And yes, I agree with those things, but I believe that there's even so much that that is unexplainable that occurs when we work out. And that feeling, that to me is what I love about exercise. And so that will train your mind in the right way. So last thing, uh, you know, Again, if, if you need to re-listen to this episode, I'd encourage you to do that. If, if this is something that you struggle with in terms of the mindset piece, um, reach out to me. I'm happy to talk with you about it. I know this is a very uh, common issue for a lot of people is battling those, you know, the, battling your demons, battling your inner thoughts and the things that are discouraging you. And so... Um, send me a message, reach out to me, and I'm happy to help you out. Uh, But I hope this encourages you today. I hope that you get something from, from these three enemies of progress in your fitness journey that you can then counter and apply some of the principles that I'm teaching you. So tune in next week, and we'll be back with another interview. Thanks again. See ya. Once again, thanks for listening. If you live in Bryan College Station, we would love for you to come to our gym and start with one of our programs. If you're interested in more information about our services or a free trial, visit us at boomfitbcs.com. That's boomfitbcs.com.